at the Russians for stealing it, but not what's in the email. She she wasn't a a, a, a attorney general. Yeah, but that's different from being. Okay. Okay. It's not the same difference. Who let her in? <laughs> oh no, she did. She did. She did. <laughs> yeah. She features on Sunday, Monday evening when they get from dinner. Oh. Every Monday evening. Okay. She like talking. Testimony in that every pie. Okay. Every Monday evening. Well, these ladies certainly put their their spirituality into their food. I could taste it. Taste their uh, blessings right now. Oh my God. Yeah, I told you I'm back at the counter with the hair up top. Yeah. I said, I'm looking for my dollars. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm through with you. I know, I'm sorry, miss. She just, she just laughed. I told her I was waiting on you, so she knew it was me. Well, where were you at when I was looking for you? Maybe I was online just now. You wasn't in here. I was. I've only been in here. This is the only place I've been. I you was in here. I was here. over there. You were over there when I came in? Yes, I was surveying oh, the meal. You didn't wave, holler, hey, daddy. I was Come looking at the here. cake, daddy. Oh. You didn't get no I didn't want to be too obvious. Yeah, yeah just wait, let everybody they eat, and then saunter over there. The okay, well, should I get some more? Is that what you're saying? You get you uh, okay, okay, all right. Okay. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. So, can I take some stuff? Okay. I probably need a piece of something to put it in. Can I get one of these? Oh, I just want dessert. I do it, but just a little tiny bit. I'm on a diet. Don't worry, I won't. I won't make a dent in anything. I'm learning how to make peach cobbler, so I'm tasting it. Oh. Oh, you will? Okay. Okay. Oh, so I'll wait then. Okay. They're going to throw it out. They're afraid I'm going to just throw it out on this cake. See, this is why I sat down. I was waiting to be served. He sent me over here. He said, go and get me too. I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait. And I said, oh, no, we got to serve it. I said, okay, nobody's going to stop you from serving it. That's your job, okay. See, they said they have to they have to distribute it. There's nobody here. They're not gonna take all these cakes home with them. Might I have a slice of sweet potato pie? Yes, sweet potato pie is essential. 
and it looks homemade, so it really is a sweet potato pie. Well, can I have a piece of this and a piece of that? Serve the mission people on Monday night. How do you get them over those nails? Huh? Oh, you just stick the nails through the plastic. Uh huh. Wow. Wow. Well, Lola, she like a piece of potato. You, you gonna cut she had a pie, didn't she? No, I didn't have any. You didn't have pie? No. You had desserts at all? None. You ain't had no desserts? No. Really? Did she have desserts? I waited. You, why you waited with all these desserts out here? Because I didn't want to be one of those people. And then I saw Daddy said, you better go over there and get a piece before they you blow, blow, blow. You told the truth you had in church. What you, you do with the peach cobbler? No, what I haven't. With a peach cobbler. That's oh, dessert. that's a takeout plate. Oh, I didn't like, even eat it. Why you didn't want? You didn't want no more? I told you I'm just getting a little piece. Yes. Yeah. I, I like sweet potato pie. Yeah, I'm learning. Water, I'm right? learning how to make this, so I'm waiting on it. Get a little bit more. No, no, I'm no, 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 no. Well, cut that Yeah. Coconut custard pie. You want? I'll try that. I'll try that. You want a piece of lemon cake? Yes. Uh, no, no, that's all right. Thank you. You want a piece of lemon? You leaving? <laughs> no, okay. no. Try it. No, I'm, a, I'm a pie girl. I'm a sweet potato okay, pie. Okay, well, I'm going to try it. You told me cut this. You try it. Well, okay. Uh, I believe it is. I can look at you eating and tell that it is. It's good. I can see it. I only have so many calories I can afford right now. I'm trying to. I have so I'll bring them say, with you. Oh, where is she? No, I'm going to take them home with me. That, you could take this up. Skinny girl? Yeah, yeah that me. You could take this coconut custard. I don't like the coconut custard. You don't like the coconut custard? Okay, well, let me wrap it up. Oh, no. Hey, you want some lemon? This is my favorite pie. I got, I got two pieces of that. Okay. Sweet potato. That's, That's actually my nickname is sweet potato. You got to take out for these two little uh, desserts. Oh, I'm hoping you give me a nice piece of sweet potato, one for my dad and one for me. I really was only going to give you one slice, but I gave you another one. Oh, I love you. Praise God. God is good all the time, especially on Thanksgiving. You should get an award for working those nails. <laughs> you, I don't mind if you dig on in there for that bottom. If you want, is this going to make it easy on you? Yeah. You're like Flojo with those nails. That's amazing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Somehow the crust just got stuck in there. Amira. Oh. I hear you laughing. Come here. <laughs> Come here for right now. I'm not laughing. Put your coat on and get my keys to the car. Go put this in the car. Okay. okay. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. Thank you. They thought I was making it up that I didn't have dessert. Oh, this, this, no, this is this. 
This is my dessert. You got pie in home. Wait, no, I got that for you. Oh, hell no. You don't pull this shit for me like that. I'll share a bit with you. But I had to break her wrist for this. I did. She gave me one for me and one for you. That's it. She won't let me. Because I know you got two pies at home. You don't want to eat them? No, I don't. I, I'm allergic to something in those pies. I had to have it hot from scratch. I'm used to it from scratch. No, Daddy, that is so wrong. How could you say that? How's your soda? Is it good? This was wonderful. This was wonderful Thanksgiving in church. Really enjoyed God. A blessing. Is that a garbage can? Oh, look at this. Is there a garbage? I'm not rushing. I'm, I'm not rushing you, Dad. That's like, well, that's why I asked you how you soda was and then okay what would you like to drink water cold blues farm who cold blues farm all right with you today. hi beverages where are beverages beverages like something to drink for my dad no. Water? Do you have water? A drink? No more drinks? Anything? Soda? That's fine. Thank you. Okay. I asked her for a beverage. She said, oh, Beverly? I was like, she's here. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Wouldn't that be funny if she just walked right in? Mr. Dunstan! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. I don't know. She has a dark and dark door step, praise. Knock on wood. She probably would have. She also probably would have ate it and given some to her friend, who she also would have invited. Oh. Okay, well, good. Good, Daddy. Restraint. That's, I don't know who that is. But, yeah. One thing they tell you, I mean, you should never leave, never leave your cell phone at the table like that. No matter where you're at. This holiday season, people are getting new iPhones and they're just showing people and then they leave it there. This is not a smart thing to do. Black Friday tonight. Black Friday. Black, Black Friday. Black Friday tonight. <laughs> no, Black Friday on Thursday. Black Friday on Thursday. Who ever knew about Black Friday on Thursday? Every day is Black Friday. Should be Black Friday. No. Where? 
In the car? Oh no, Daddy. No, they did not. That's what the cat did, though. You can't keep spoiling with all the sardines. You just said I spoiled it. Well, you told him I was going out. I, I do spoil him. Daddy, what am I supposed to do? He's a cat. He's supposed to do this. Oh, God. Let's lay it on thick. Oh, she's digging in her. Oh, oh, she's digging in it. She's digging in her top. Oh. If she eats that, I'm going to fall out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you better go get some while she's still got it. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't get a piece of that. Yeah, it is. Black cake on Black Friday on Thursday. Let's go get it. You know what? I did not get a piece of that. Is that okay? A piece of what? The chocolate. Where's your thing at? Oh, okay. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. I believe in recycling. She said we could get a piece. Recycle. They're awfully... This is like the finger line. Yeah, okay. One slice of hers. I gotta share a half a piece of cake. Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Can you pour it in my back cup? Thank you, Edna. Thank you, baby. The rest of the day is just water. Uh-huh. Rings, bracelets. Nails. Longer than Beyonce has bridges. <laughs> oh, no. You want me to get that? I can get that. Thank you, because that's garbage. That fell on my Okay, Thank okay. You. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I will share this with him. Well, I wish he had his own pe My dad right there. Did you make any of this? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Thank you. But you served it. Thank you. <laughs> I wonder what you say when somebody belches. You, you feel like you should say something. God bless you. And then they do it again. I, I got pie. I got cake. I got your coconut and the coconut. Donuts. Do you mean chocolate, Daddy? They're not. No. Food is not racial. Well, I said black. Black is not racial either. <laughs> well, thank you, Daddy. Clearing that up. 
Ryan High School, thank you very much. Where was that? Down south? No. I've never heard of it in New York. Yes, it is. It's New Hyde, uh, not New Hyde Park. It's, um. New Hyde, you ain't with New Hyde. No, no, it's not New Hyde Park. I don't know that. Okay, Daddy. It's over there where Utopia Parkway. It's an excellent. Actually, that was my junior high school. My high school was LaGuardia Music and Art. Now I'm about to Yes. Now you got it. Lincoln Center. That's where I did my early rearing training. Uh, okay. all right. Well, I'll, I'll ask him. I, I don't th think she's interested in that. Hi. Yeah, then you can donate. That's right. I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. You know who owned that black coat right there? Daniel Dunstan. I'm so glad you got that coat, Daddy. That's a good choice. And let me ask her. Excuse me. Hello, hello. I, I have some nice clothes that I'd like to donate. When do I come and do that? When would I... When, Let me find out from Bolala. Okay, thank you. You got the cake. That's really great. Daddy got the cake. No stomach ache. Monday night at 5 o'clock next door. The okay. building next door, not, not here, but right next door. Building next door. 5 o'clock on Monday. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This a blessing this morning sharing with you. Thank you. Is there a garbage somewhere in this life? I just want to throw this in my garden. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. This cold has just got me. Oh, daddy. You sure? You gonna forget black shop, right? Yeah. Ah, you gotta be on the premises. Well, you know, you could have parked in the lot. With that, I mean, you could have, if you wanted to. Oh, adventures with daddy is always exciting. Thank you.
<sighs> no. We'll make it short and sweet. You don't need any ham. You need more ham? Oh, oh, it's freezing. Wow. Don't leave the house without proper long johns and stuff like that. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay, Daddy. I thought I was being affectionate. That's what I thought. I guess I was wrong. Tell me how to take care of my cat. I googled it all. Alright, I don't know. He's Now he's cleaning the parking lot. Clean in the parking lot. If it was the church parking lot, I'd understand. But this is ShopRite parking lot. Why are you cleaning the parking lot of ShopRite? Daddy! Oh, God. God bless my dad. Okay, so Halloween is not the only thing going on. After Halloween comes Thanksgiving. And I know we don't know what's going on with Thanksgiving. Let's find out. Three Hearts Church again. I don't know, but the information is valid, so. Hi, everybody. I'm Candy, and today I'm going to. Okay, I don't know what's going on right there. But we're just going to go right into the sermon. Okay. Here we go. We're going to get back into some stuff. We're going we're gonna to talk about the Illuminati and the programming that they do. All right? But this week, today, I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Okay? And in case y'all don't know it, a lot of our culture spun right out from the Greeks and the Romans, too. So farmers viewed her, Ceres, as a source of all food and kept her rights faithfully for fear of crop failure. They didn't want their crops to fail, so they were worshiping and honoring her and doing what, what she required. This was not true only of just Roman farmers, but even also of Christian farmers. Now, I beg to differ with that statement because there ain't no Christian farmer going to be doing rites and rituals to someone, some goddess named Ceres, okay? But that's what they wrote in this research. Ceres' greatest annual festival, the Cerelia, was celebrated in the British Isles almost to the present day. An account of the Shire of Murray in the late 19th century said, in the middle of June, farmers go round their corn with burning torches in memory of the Cerelia. Now see this picture on screen? Cerelia is the same thing as our Statue of Liberty that we all pay all this big money to go see, take pictures of, and tour and everything else. 
which is nothing but given by the Masons. It's Freemason. Okay, here she is. That's the same thing as Ceres. See her with her burning torch that ties right into the Olympic Games? All right. Okay, those rays coming off her head, that's in worship of Nimrod, the sun god. It's kind of like we're backtracking on some messages just so we can get the history and the understanding of this. Okay, here she is now, the Columbia Torch Lady. See, in 1976, see her standing there, same torch, doing the same thing. You know who she is? She is Semiramis. Now, I like, I was calling her Semiramis. So just in case, you know, you guys, you know, are wondering how come I changed this because I heard Doc Marquis say it differently. And somebody wrote me one time and they said, are you saying Sierra Mist? I think that's a drink. <laughs> no, I'm saying Semiramis, okay? That is Asherah. Remember in our Bibles, the Asherah poles. That's who that is. That's who we're talking about all the time, okay? And that starburst on the top of the torch is in worship of Nimrod, the sun god, just like the Statue of Liberty with the rays on her head, okay? Now, let's come up to the modern times, and let's look this lady up again. And now they've actually added the word Columbia behind her. But there she is with her same little torch, with the same little worship going on today, okay? All of that's in honor of Semiramis and Asherah in our Bibles. And you got Nimrod tied up in there. You got the whole thing in that, in that mess, okay? Nothing but satanic. The first temple of Ceres at Rome was dedicated in 496 B.C. That's before Jesus, y'all. That's before he ever came down here and walked this earth as a man for the purpose of averting a famine. See, here they were. Ooh, we're not going to have food. Let's go worship this goddess who is a demon, and see if we can't get some good crops. Well, wow. Okay, we know the door got opened up to the Gentiles, and look what they were doing back then. They're doing every little crazy thing. You might as well have had totem poles and everything else, because that's what they did, worshiping that mess and doing all kinds of stuff so they could have some crops, okay? The worship of Ceres soon assumed considerable political importance. Uh-oh, the government's stepping in. <laughs> I like that look on Pastor's face. <laughs> um, and here and now they started giving gifts of property were assigned to her temple. Senatorial degrees were deposited there as well for public inspection. Worshipped in conjunction with Ceres were Liber and Libera, divinities, demons, presiding over the vine and fertility of the fields and called children of Ceres. Now listen to this, y'all. Here she is again. There's a ton of pictures of her out there. Goddess of the grain. Now, and she kind of looks a little manly there to me, but that's trying to be that Roman touch on her. On the advice of the Sibylline books, a cult of Ceres, Liber and Liberia, was introduced into Rome. According to tradition in 496 B.C., to check a famine, so to stop a famine. The temple built on the Aventine Hill in 493 B.C. became a center of plebeian. Now, plebeian's kind of a big word. That's a commoner. That means everybody, even to the regular people. Okay? Um, so it became a center of plebeian, so for the commoners, religious and political activities. So down to the common person, all the way up to the political people, okay? Everybody. 
It became known for the splendor of its works of art. It was resorted, or I'm sorry, it was restored by Augustus after being destroyed in fire in 31 B.C. Oh, yeah, no, we ain't letting no fire destroy our stuff. We're going to build it right back. Ooh, does that have a sound familiar? We come back, we build, we come back stronger, we whatever. Didn't Obama just say that stuff over the Twin Tower situation? Uh-huh, yeah. The English word cereal is derived from Ceres, okay? That cereal, cerealis is of grain from Ceres. Sacrifices and festivals of the Roman goddess Ceres. The Cerealia Festival was celebrated on the 19th of April. Now, you might say, well, that ain't Thanksgiving time. Now, when I did this research, mostly I pulled things that had to do with the harvest, the ingathering of the harvest, because that's what we're supposedly doing, right? But some of this lays the foundation for what we're doing. So let's, let's listen to this. The Cerealia Festival was celebrated on the 19th of April in honor of the earth goddess, Ceres, because she wasn't just celebrated in April, which we're going to find that out. Now, I have another picture of her. I told you she comes in many forms and many different names because it depends on where you live, what culture, as to what you called her, okay? And uh, remember, even God the Father, he has many different names because it's his character. It's who he is to us. He's just. He's faithful. He's true, right? Those are characteristics but this has names because if you're over here in Egypt, you're calling one thing. If you're over here in Greece, you're calling something else. If you're over there in Rome, it's something else. If you're over here in America, it's something else. So many different names for the same demon, okay? So here she is, earth goddess. Oh, well, she's got the sun there. She also has the moon here, okay? You guys that know about the occult, when the sun and the moon is there, bam. We're not talking about creation from the Lord God Almighty. We're talking about the occultic world. That represents Nimrod. That represents Semiramis, okay? Here she is acting like she's pregnant because she's mother of the whole earth. She's given birth to everything, okay? Now, you see that little rabbit down there at her feet, which my little Kennedy loves bunnies? Nothing wrong with them, except in the occult world, they try to tank them, and they're known for fertility. When you see those in pictures, that's what that's telling you in that picture. It's symbolic of that. Okay? And then you see that little innocent deer back there. I was like, man, why'd they have to drag him in it too? Okay? That little deer, um, they believe that the god or goddess can take on the form of a deer. That's what those animals in the picture mean. You look over here on her right shoulder, you see that owl sitting there, okay? Now, for us, we think wise as an owl, right? Wise old owl. What's wrong with an owl? Because you can taint it when you drag it into the occult and make it mean something other than what God meant it for, okay? Stands for wisdom, and it sees in the dark, okay? The owl feathers believe to protect against evil spirits, now, you think I'm going to go get me some owl feathers and load them up in my house and hope that they can protect me from something? Wow, because you want to know what that's doing? Come on. Come on in, spirits. Come on in, Satan. Come on. I'm doing your little rituals. I'm doing your little stuff. I got my dream catcher hanging up here with the feathers and stuff. Come right on through this little circle into my room in my bedroom. Uh-uh. That's all satanic and demonic. Okay? Um... All of this is connected with the growth of the corn. 
She was personified and celebrated by women in secret rituals at the festival of Ambarvalia held during May. We've moved from April to May now, and we're still doing stuff in honor of this goddess. Okay? The completion of the sowing was celebrated in December. Bam! We're getting closer to where we're at here in November with Thanksgiving coming up, okay? They celebrated the completion of sowing uh, in December with Paganalia. Well, wow, you got the word pagan right there in that. Cut off an alia and you got pagan. Associated with the earth goddess Ceres and Tellus. There's another one thrown in there, okay? Sacrifices to Ceres. During sacrifices to the Roman gods, the sex of the victim had to correspond to the sex of the god. See, now you're getting specific, okay? To whom it was offered. White animals, now we're going to get real specific. White animals were given to the gods of the upper world. Whereas black victims were given to the gods of the underworld. Now when they're saying victims here, I've studied this out. They're not only talking people, but they're talking about animals. They're victims too in this whole thing, right? And mainly for this god Ceres, um, her main sacrifice became the hog or the pig. And if you don't understand that going against God's face, because in the Old Testament, God told his people, do not eat that, it's unclean. And so when they were doing all this stuff, bam, it was in your face. Watch what we're fixing to do. We're sacrificing this to our God. Okay? Now, I'm not on the bacon ham trip right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you, okay? If you've got to read into this stuff, you, that's why you got to read the Old Testament to understand what some of this stuff even means, okay? Now, here she is again. There was a temple to Ceres on the Aventine Hill in the city of Rome. That's where Pope Tastic lives, okay? And her official priests were called Flamen. And there she is with her little wheat wrapped around her head and holding wheat in her hand. I pulled this chart up. Uh, I believe it was from the Christmas messages that I gave because I want you to see all these different names in Rome and in Greek for this same person. When you look on this list, you're going to see what she's considered the goddess of and you're going to see that Demeter and Ceres are one and the same, Semiramis. Okay, it all goes back to our Bible. Way back in Genesis when God said, knock it off, cut it out, don't do what the heathen are doing. So, you see, the Romans gave thanks for their provisions to Ceres. The Greeks were doing it to Demeter. The Romans were doing it to Ceres, and they're one and the same, okay? And um, remember, that Asherah, she's also called the queen of heaven. What a slap in God's face that is. There's no queen in the situation, okay? Um, that's Jeremiah 44, 18 through 30, if you want to read that, because it's there for you. But I'm going to read Jeremiah 7:18. The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire. And the women knead their dough. Everybody's busy. Everybody's doing something, doing their part, right? They knead their dough to make the cakes to the queen of heaven. Uh-oh. The kids were getting the wood, the daddies were doing the fire, and the mama was kneading the dough. They were all participating in this worship. Okay? To pour and pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me. That's the Lord God Almighty, Yahweh, for you people who want to, you know, say I got to say the particular name. Don't get me started on that. But that they may provoke him to anger. You know why? He created them. 
He loved them. He poured his love into us. His very own breath he breathed into us. And then they turn away and they're over here trying to make their little cakes and start their little fires and do their little junk to this other goddess, which we all know ain't nothing but a demon because there's only one God. Now, okay, so y'all could be saying, that's the Greeks, that's the Romans, what's the big deal? It's Thanksgiving, it's us. We're coming to us now. Harvest home or in-gathering. I never heard of this junk. <laughs> I have heard of in-gathering because it's in the Bible. But harvest home, I was like, okay, whatever, right? Harvest home is also called in-gathering, so same thing. Traditional English harvest festival celebrated from antiquity, that means way back, and surviving to modern times in isolated religions. Participants celebrate the last day of the harvest. So see, there we're getting to that last day of the harvest, which is where we're at with this Thanksgiving business. Okay? Last day of the harvest. Um, in late September, by singing, shouting, and decorating the village with boughs. Now, this little thing I have on screen right here, it's a, a calic. It's known as the last sheaf of corn or grain, which represents the spirit of the field. It's made into a harvest doll and drenched with water as a rain charm. Now, do you see how all this is not godly? Okay, so they're doing this. Here they are. This, the field has a spirit and they're making rain charms because they're still trying to get good crops and be in favor. Okay, but not with God Almighty. This sheath is saved until spring planting. So then they save the little thing all the way until they start planting again, right? The ancient festival also included the symbolic murder of the grain spirit as well as rites for expelling the devil. You could be like, well, that sounds good. Get the devil out of the field, right? Please. You're out there trying to murder a grain spirit? Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14. When you are coming to the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that makes his son or daughter to pass through the fire or that uses divination. Remember that little rain charm? They soak that little thing down. Or an observer of the times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. For all that do these things are abomination unto the Lord. And because of the abominations, the Lord thy God does drive them out before you. He was trying to clean up the land and telling them to do the same. You shall be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which you shall possess listened unto observers of times. Where do you think they came up with that? There's a spirit out in the field and we have to appease it and try to murder it. Okay? And unto div diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. And I want to tell you something. The corn, the wheat, the harvest, it don't have a spirit, y'all. If there's anything out there going on, it's because you're not serving the Lord. Okay? Those things don't have spirits in them. We, we welcomed in crazy, oh my goodness, what's going on in this world. But I'm telling you what, a corn cob does not have a spirit in it. Oh, can it be possessed? <laughs> yeah, if you ain't serving the Lord, a demon can come do anything. But I'm just telling you. Okay? 
A similar festival was traditionally held in parts of Ireland, Scotland, and Northern Europe. Many countries celebrate the end of the summer harvest or the end gathering of the crops with a special feast. What became known in England as Harvest Home or Harvest Thanksgiving was called the kern in Scotland from the churn or the cream usually presented on the occasion and probably derived from the ancient Lamas or Lamas celebrations. Eventually it gave rise to the Harvest Festival in Canada and Thanksgiving in the United States. Here we are. We've come full circle now. The autumn harvest feast was usually served in a barn, a tent, or outdoors, and was preceded by a church service. Remember a while ago when they were calling those Christians, when they were out there doing the rites to Ceres? See, you got, when you do research, you, the Lord's going to give you discernment. You got to read through this research and go, uh, that's not Christians. Because they're having church, but they're honoring spirits in the field and stuff? No. Although the earliest harvest feasts were served by a farmer or landowner to his laborers, eventually one big feast for the entire parish became the norm. One big feast. Don't we have those? Harvest rituals date back to very ancient times. Many cultures divided the year into two seasons, summer and winter, and marked these points of the year at or near the summer and winter solstices. All right, summer solstice, that's Semiramis. She rules in the occult world for six months out of the year. Then you come around and you got winter solstice when the sun god begins to come back alive. Guess who that is? Nimrod. And he rules in the occult world for six months out of the year. They co-reign together. And that little demon baby Tammuz, please. Remember, he's Nimrod reincarnated, so you wonder where he's at. He's in there. Okay? Now, during, the, uh, during which light and warmth begin to increase and decrease, respectively, in pre-industrial times, humans survived through hunting, gathering, and agricultural practices which depended on the natural cycle of seasons according to the climate and the region of the world where they lived. Thus, they created rituals to help ensure enough rain and sun in the spring and summer so crops would grow to fruition at harvest time, which was in turn duly celebrated. Vestiges of many of these ancient practices are thought to have survived in festivals still celebrated around seasonal themes. In England and Ireland, the festival that followed the ingathering of the crops became known as the Harvest Home Festival. And like I said, in Scotland, it was called Kern. And the farmers prepared the festive meal for their laborers, and they usually danced and celebrated long and late into the night. They made a big to-do out of all of this. Now, the reaper who cut the last sheaf of grain was known as the Lord of the Harvest. I want to tell y'all something. When you got Jesus Christ in your heart, Holy Spirit, and you're hearing this Lord of the Harvest business applied to a regular man out here cutting down something in a field, that's Jesus Christ himself. When he, when he puts that sickle in and he reaps this earth, he's the reaper. We're the harvest. Not some man out there working in a corn or a wheat field. All right, now, 
We've been on this Illuminati kick and exposing all their evil. You think they ain't wrapped up in this? Give me a break. They're the root of this stuff, okay? They're satanic and occulted. Now, so you got to think, okay, where's the books? Where's the movies? Where's it at? Remember, because I've been telling y'all and we've been showing y'all how they make books, they make movies, they put it in our faces, and they, they think it's funny because they like that because they think when we don't rise up and do anything that we're submitting and we're saying it's okay, go ahead and do what you do. Well, look at this. I pulled, I don't even know, I was doing some searching for my message and this came up and I was like, oh boy. The dark secret of Harvest Home. And they've got this little girl and she's up there screaming her lungs out and blood on her hands. And then you look down there and this lady's dressed all in black. And she's smiling it up. Okay? It's a 1978 TV miniseries movie with Betty Davis. I want to tell y'all something. If y'all ain't ever watched some Betty Davis stuff, she's creepy. She's creepy. And she's got that creepy voice. Scary. Mm -hmm. And there she is, wrapped up in this movie. And they're telling us something right there. Harvest home. We're talking about celebrating the harvest, the ingathering. And in England, it became known as Harvest Home. And it came here to America as Thanksgiving. And you see it right here. Don't nothing look good about this movie to me. As the final load of grain was pulled by huge draft horses in from the fields, the reapers and their friends or sweethearts would ride on top or walk alongside carrying garlands of dahlias, marigolds, and other autumn flowers. Remember that cornucopia a while ago with the flowers in it? In the Freemason symbolism stuff, that also means ceres. She can be flowers of the field because, remember, it's springtime. It's all of that. Or it can be fruit, corn, and all the fruit, the gourds and stuff that are poured out on the table from that. So here they are with all their flowers walking alongside. In some parts of England, a harvest queen was chosen. She was decorated with the fruits of the harvest and paraded through the streets in a carriage drawn by white horses. The village church was also decorated with autumn flowers and vegetables, particularly potatoes, beets, onions, and pumpkins. A loaf of bread made from the newly harvested wheat was placed on the altar. Well, that sounds kind of good. You, you were showing the Lord, here I made some bread out of what you gave, right? Brought it into the church house. Just as loaves were brought to the temple at the Hebrew festival of Shavuot, which is Pentecost or Feast of Weeks. And people came to the church to give thanks to God for the harvest. But remember, they were also out there with that goddess Ceres, worshiping her and doing all their little rain ritual stuff to try to get... So you see this mixing? You can't mix. You can't mix it up. You can't mix, like Kennedy said a week or so ago, you can't mix evil and truth and then lift it up to God and think he's, gonna, he's happy with that. He said truth, pure and simple and holy. Not no mixing going on. That's what Satan wants to do. Mix it up a little bit so that you're sitting there going, well, it sounds good. Okay. Okay. The Harvest Home Supper took place after the grain had been safely stored. Although the earlier harvest suppers were held in the famous kitchen of the barn, these other ones, you know, they did outside the tent. Traditional foods, roast beef and ale accompanied by autumn vegetables. Now here we go. We just were in the church with our loaf of bread and everything honoring God. Now here we are out here, the last sheaf of grain. Here we go with the mixing. To be cut was displayed prominently at this feast. At the dance um, that followed, the girl 
who had tied the last sheaf was led up by the first farmer or his oldest son. And then they just make this as an interesting note, that with the invention of the mechanical harvester, not only has it simplified the farmer's work, but it advanced the date of the harvest almost a month. When you study this out, you're going to see the end gathering and the harvest times changing, just depending on where you're at and what's going on. And now with this modern technology, it bumped it up a whole month. In England, it is often completed before the end of August, whereas it used to be finished in late September. We're going to talk about that last sheep that they're honoring. At one time, country people still believed in the corn mother. That same thing as Mother Earth. That same thing as Earth Goddess. Same thing as Ceres and Demeter. Same thing as Demon. Okay? Or you could look at it as, uh, like I was explaining to you know Kennedy and Scott, fallen angels, when they came down here and did what they did, when they fell with Satan, these aren't the ones that mix with the women. This is a group that came with Satan. The people who didn't know the one true and living God, remember, when they saw those coming down, they were like, they're gods, they're gods. And they all had names and they all stuck around and taught them all kinds of stuff, right? So that's where all this Greek mythology and all this business is spinning out from. That's why they're worshiping these things as gods. But guess what? They were in a fallen state. They weren't pleasing the Lord. They weren't walking with him. They left their first estate willingly. Okay? So that's why they're calling all these things gods. Who was a direct descendant of Demeter, the Greek goddess of grain. They believed that the spirit of the corn mother goddess, her other name, or another name for her is goddess Selu, was present in the last sheaf of grain. You see, we're not just cutting Harvesting. They believed she was present in that last sheaf of grain. And you see what honor they gave it at all their banquets and stuff. Remember? They had it displayed prominently. And then remember after they doused it with water and everything else, they kept the thing until the next seasons in some of these rituals that they were doing. Okay, so they believed that the corn mother was present in the last sheaf of grain standing in the field, and they were often reluctant to kill her by cutting the sheep. You see what kind of power you're giving that? Wheat and corn out in the field? You're like, ooh, I don't want to cut it down because she's in it. Wow. But if they beat it with sticks instead, the seeds would be threshed out and the corn mother driven away. Sometimes cutting or threshing the last sheep was more of a game than a serious threat. In parts of Scotland, a reaper would blindfold and spun around until he was dizzy. Then he stumbled about trying to cut that last sheaf. Okay, while others laughed at his misguided swings with the with the sickle, not unlike a game of pinatel on donkey. So it was like it was accidental. I was drunked up and blindfolded and woo accidentally cut her. So she can't be mad at me because of accident. Wow. They had it going on, y'all. Um Once it was cut, the last sheaf was brought home and set up in the house with barn, okay, where the harvest home feast was to be held. In some parts of England, the last sheaf was made into a doll. It was dressed up in white, and it was decorated with colored ribbons and hoisted on a pole. Then it was carried on the harvest feast and set up in a prominent place, in a prominent place. It was called the Kern Baby, or Corn 
baby. And I have a picture of one. Look at this thing. You see all these little kids in a ring around it holding hands. And you see this thing dressed up and it's got like a wedding dress on, to be honest about it. And the top of it is just this wheat or this vegetation coming out. Okay? They believe this is a descendant of the pagan corn spirit or corn mother. And this picture right here, this little note that it has on here, that's a picture of 1903. And all these little kids are standing around this just doing men's traditions, just keeping up the rituals and the practices, just serving some demons and not thinking nothing about it. That has nothing to do with the Lord. How the sheep was disposed of varied widely. Some people believe that it had curative powers. Wow, now it has powers also. Okay? Um, and it fed, and they fed it to their sick animals or cows who were about to give birth. Did you know you can pray for your little sick animals to the Lord God Almighty? He created them. You don't, you're sitting here getting this crazy idea that this spiritual corn mother thing is going to cure your animals. Mm -hmm. They were probably hungry because they ate the thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some set it on fire and used the ashes to make an ointment that would cure skin ailments. Sometimes the last sheaf would be left hanging in the house of the barn till it was replaced the following year, ensuring that the spirit of the corn mother would stay with the reapers and bring a good harvest. You see that? They were over here in the church house with their loaf of bread trying to play like they were worshiping God. But then they're over here tied up trying to cure their animals and put stuff on their own selves and worship this thing and everything else. You can't mix the two together. Okay? Exodus 23. You shall have no other God before me. This was nothing more than idolatry, believing in spirits and trying to appease them to have good crops. Listen to this. They, they believed if someone had drowned, that they could uh, locate the body by laying that last sheep that they cut down in the field, finally, accidentally cut it. They could go put it on the water with a lit candle and at the place where the victim had fallen in, allowing it to drip with the current, and eventually the body would uh, be found. So here they are, y'all. Now they done thrown this sheep in the water, and supposedly the body of the victim comes up. Can y'all not see voodoo and witchcraft and divination in all of this? You know, you don't go out and do some crazy stuff and think, if I do this, like if I take three steps to the left, I wad up a piece of paper, I make the basket, I look over here and blink three times, it's going to... Seriously? Don't do that junk, y'all. Don't be trying to throw some weeds in the water and hope something happens. Okay? A particularly gruesome custom was the ceremony known in Ireland as burying the sheaf. A, a last sheaf was stolen and named after someone the thief wanted to get rid of. Then the sheaf was killed. Now you can kill it. They were trying to do that earlier, okay? Now you, they're going to kill it by stabbing or striking it and burying it. As it decayed in the earth, the victim for whom it had been named fell ill. The only way he or she could be saved from death was to find the sheep, dig it up, and burn it. Voodoo, straight and simple. Curses. Haven't y'all ever seen those movies where the old witch or whoever got the thing and she's poking it with pins and then it flips over here and you see the person? <laughs> okay, same thing. It's voodoo, straight and simple. God doesn't call us to be doing that myth or believing it or anything else. That's straight out of the occult. 
okay? Ceres, the Roman corn goddess, was later known by several names in Britain. The maiden, the harvest queen, the kern or corn baby, the kern doll. And here's another one I have on screen for you. Look at this little girl. And Kennedy goes, ooh, mama, her ears are pointed. She kind of looks like an elf. She's surrounded with ivy. Another name is the ivy girl. All right. This next picture I pulled up when I was researching the ivy girl. This is totally occultic. It's got this, um, oh, let me back up. She rules September the 30th to the 27th of October. Evergreen ivy is said to house the, the spirit of nature during the dead of winter and so represents regeneration, preserving life to continue the next year. She's preserving life to continue the next year. Okay, when you look at this little picture up there, um, well, let me go on, I'm getting to it. The last sheaf of corn to be cut each harvest. See, there's a big, they make a big deal about this last sheaf of corn. Was bound round with ivy called the ivy girl to preserve the spirit of the corn until the following year's harvest. Now look at that picture. Up in the top left corner, see that double cross? And can't you even read into that double cross? That's called also Cross of Lorraine. That's used in the Catholic Church. Here I am, punching on the Pope again. Okay? Used in the Catholic Church for Archbishop and by Knights Templar. Oh, people think Knights Templar, oh, that sounds good and noble. And no, it isn't. It's satanic and occultic. All right? She was also known by, by the neck and the mare. Sometimes she was simply the stalks of corn. And sometimes she was represented by a sheep dressed in many colored clothes. You remember that one we saw a while ago, that kern baby? They had it in a wedding dress practically. So now you could dress her in many colored clothes and you could decorate with flowing ribbons and the finest lace. And there's a picture right here of some people that did just that. They've got little decorative flowers and ribbons and they're holding it up all proud of it. Whatever her form, she dominated the banquets, the harvest suppers, and merrymaking of early times. Rem now, I want to tell you this. this uh, Doc Marquis brought this out when he talked with Miss Linda in that Halloween message. Remember the wicker horn baskets, those cornucopias that hold the vegetables that you see on the Thanksgiving table with all the vegetables and gourds and everything spilled out? Okay, that represents her still today. Don't you see that in all the little, uh, the schools that are decorated in the Thanksgiving stuff and when you go in restaurants and this and that. And I'll tell you, we were at a restaurant yesterday, just a local restaurant, and it said, um, Happy Harvest. Because I was asking Scott, I was testing him, right? He lives with me. I can bounce it off of him. What do you think Thanksgiving is about? And it was like, well, it's about, you know, our, our food and God taking care of us. Yeah, that's what we think until we dig down to the roots of this thing. Harvest, happy harvest. Right at this little restaurant, when you buy your little stuff and it's got the cornucopia and it says happy harvest and all of this, that's exactly what this is about. It's what we're talking about today, okay? But talking about that wicker, that basket, that cornucopia, the wicker man at Halloween, when they made that wicker man statue and it had all those compartments in it, where they went around knocking on them doors saying trick-or-treat and they got them victims to sacrifice and they put them in that wicker man and then they torched it. 
That's the second time we see wicker wrapped up with the occult. Now there's another wicker. Remember that story about Semiramis coming down in this big, huge egg, landing by the river? What if, guess what? She landed on wicker. All right, she landed. All that wicker stuff is tied in with the occult. I ain't saying wicker furniture and all that, but I am saying when you look at these different rituals and stuff that they're doing, they use wicker quite a bit. It kind of makes me wonder if wicker and wicca, you know, we got a lot of people practicing being Wick, Wiccans, wicca, and they say, oh, but I'm a white witch. I practice white magic. I'm a good witch. There ain't no such thing as no good witch. God said all witches actually, and Pastor Jerry was pointing this out, it's in our Bible, back in the Old Testament, God said kill all the witches. All the witches. He didn't say the black magic ones or the white men. He didn't, he didn't make no distinguishment. He said all. And like Pastor Bobby used to say, all is all. All means all. Okay, but we don't do that now because we have the grace of Jesus Christ and they're going to stand and be judged by him. Now, when we were talking about that Kern baby and all of that, look at this. This is what came to me, cornstarch. The Kern baby, an image. You see that lady, and there she is. She's a corn cob with her little head up there. Uh, you know what I mean? You want to know where the books, where the movies, where the products are? Here they are. She was made from the last of the corn left standing, that Kern baby, and from the biggest and ripest ears to be found in the fields. The spirit herself dwelt in the corn. Can you not see that with this lady standing here dressed like a corn cob on the you know, corn stalks that we buy? And mere mortals shirked the responsibility of cutting her down. They were scared. Get me drunk up and blindfold me. I'll try to take a whack at her. Whew. Maybe she'll forgive me and everything will be cool. Wow. First Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he has done for you. So often the act was left to chance. All those present with their sickles at the lone sheaf from a respectable distance. They would throw them at the sheaf. I'm sorry, from a respectable distance. Now they're just out there throwing them. Okay. And then um, it couldn't be blamed on anybody. No one person in particular actually did. Okay. Now, I want to tell y'all, I didn't think that I really uh, needed to be digging into worrying about Thanksgiving at all. Thanksgiving seemed... Um, innocent enough. You know what I mean? Now, I've already talked about Halloween and Christmas and Easter and haven't talked about Valentine's Day, but it ain't no good. New Year's Day ain't no good. None of our holidays are any good, okay? And uh, recently I listened <laughs> to, I heard Doc Martin Miss uh, Linda Kirby, and oh, I went dang. and I looked at some of his other messages that um, he's given, and I tell you what, you know, he was, uh, what, is, what, the third degree witch in the Illuminati. He was raised in Illuminati family for 20 years. He's not just making this stuff up, and it's not just him. If you go digging for this information, it's there. But I'm going to lay it out for us today, okay? Now, when the Lord um, was laying out these holidays and showing me everything, like I said, I didn't even think Thanksgiving was on the radar. But I want to tell you something. Looking back, I should have known it has evil roots, too. Okay, and like I said, as far as I can tell, none of our holidays are good. And notice I said our holidays. I didn't say the Lord's, okay? 
Thanksgiving. Um, I thought that it was all about giving thanks to God on this day. Now, I don't know why I thought that because I didn't really see anybody giving thanks to God. I didn't really see God involved in anything. So we said a prayer over the food, but I do that every day anyway, two or three times a day, however many times we eat meals, right? So what made that day any different from any other day? Just the fact that you had a big, huge group eating a bunch of food and making a big to-do, right? Let's find out about it, y'all. Okay, um, and by the way, when those prayers were given at Thanksgiving, you know, what is it, a two-second in Jesus' name? Bam, there you have it, okay? Now, I would see stuff on TV where they would, you know, the Waltons or somebody, right? They would go around the table, and each person would say what they're thankful for. I never saw that in my personal life. I never saw that at any of the Thanksgivings I went to, okay? Um, so... I know what the schools are teaching because we just went through it with Kennedy, okay? And I, you know, it sounded good to me. I was buying it just like everybody else has bought into it, okay? So I'm just going to sum it up briefly what the schools are teaching. They teach that the pilgrims wanted to come here and start a new life so they could have religious freedom. They made out like the whole reason they came here was so that they could openly serve God the way that they wanted to instead of how they were being told to worship, okay? The pilgrims barely survived the long voyage over, and many died that first winter. There happened to be a few Indians there that spoke English, and I remember I was always like, what? You know, if we're the pilgrims, we're coming over here and discovering this new land, but there's already Indians here. And a couple of them spoke English. So right there, you should have some red flags going off. Hold up. We got Indians over here speaking English. So, you know, you should have dug back and said something was going on before them pilgrims ever showed up in their boat, okay? It's all right. They did, uh, the Indians helped teach the pilgrims how to survive by farming and fishing. We've all been taught that, right? They taught them how to hunt and all kinds of things, help them to survive. Uh, then, that first Thanksgiving, they all had a celebration together to give God thanks for all he had provided and in helping to keep them alive. That's what we believe, right? The pilgrims made the feast. The pilgrims made the feast and were surprised by how many Indians showed up. They planned for some, and then a whole mob of Indians showed up, and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? We don't have food for all these people, right? So um, anyway, they panicked about how to feed them all. So then the Indians went out and hunted and brought a little more food to the table to feed their own selves because they had too many people coming, right? So you see this little picture, and this is what we all have in our minds. You see the pilgrims over here dressed up with all their pilgrimish looking stuff. And then you see the Indians, you know, sitting there just happy to be included, and the pilgrims are serving them and all of this, sharing what they had. Okay, so it all sounds great, walking through the tulips and, you know, licking lollipops. Sounds good. But once I began to look past what is taught in school, I began to get a much different picture. Okay, the story of what we've been taught, it has some truth in it. 
but it has a lot of lies mixed in it as well. Now, if you know anything about serving the Lord, truth and lies don't mix. Not in his pot of soup, okay? Truth only. That's who Jesus Christ is. All right? So, was this the first Thanksgiving? That's what I've been taught that it was. Was bam, right there when the pilgrims and the Indians hung out and did their thing, was the first Thanksgiving. Wrong. Throw, we need to throw that right out of our minds. Wrong. Okay? Did they come up with this idea to give God thanks on their own? Did they just say, whew, all of a sudden we're so thankful on this particular day and time that we want to have this celebration? Did they just come up with that idea? You know, where'd that come from? Were they honoring the one true and living God? Let's look back in history and let's see what we find, y'all. Demeter was a goddess of the Greeks. Remember, when we're talking about gods and goddesses, usually that's fallen angels. That the, uh, the heathen, the pagans, that didn't serve the one true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they recognized those fallen angels as gods. Okay? So, Demeter was a goddess of the Greeks. She was one of the great divinities of the Greeks. The name Demeter, supposed by some to be the same as Gethmeter. You know how they change the spelling and then all that stuff, and it's the same thing. Okay? She's also known as Mother Earth. For y'all that follow this ministry, I keep saying there ain't no mother in the situation. Okay? She's Mother Earth. Isn't that the same thing as Mother Nature? Don't we see that stuff? Haven't we seen that on TV? What is that commercial used to be? You can't fool Mother Nature, please. Okay? She is the mother or giver of barley or of food in general. Of course, I have all my links, references. Uh, some of this stuff is dictionary. Some of it's encyclopedias. Some of it's books that people have written. You got to dig. I had to dig harder on Thanksgiving than I had to on the other holidays. I'm not sure why that is, but it's there, okay? I have all my references in the Show More info box. Now, I've got this picture of Demeter. If I'm saying these Greek names or in a minute Roman names are wrong, please forgive me because I really don't care because I don't serve these people anyway, all right? It ain't really worth my time to figure out how to say their name correctly. Now, she's known as the goddess of the harvest, giver of the law. I hope y'all know this right here is the law. This whole Bible, all of God's word. And then for to sit there, she's the giver of the law? Wow. Okay, look at her. She's holding up, uh, you know, looks like wheat or whatever. Looks like there's a couple of snakes mixed in here. Okay. That ought to tell you something. That snake was right off in the beginning in the Garden of Eden, okay? Um, Demeter was daughter of Kronos. If you don't know who Kronos is, that equals Nimrod. And Ray and sister of Hestia, Hades, Poseidon, and Zeus. Like the other children of Kronos, she was devoured by her father. Now, see, this is Greek mythology. This is not from the Bible. This is so that we can study and know who was this Demeter that the Greeks were serving and why, okay? Now, so her father devoured her. 
But he gave her forth again after taking the emetic, which Medus gave him. Now, in our Bibles, you want to know who Demeter is in our Bibles? Because she is in there. Her name in our Bibles is the same as Asherah. Okay, I've been trying to teach y'all who Asherah is. And a Asherah pole is a sacred tree or pole that stood near Canaanite religious locations to honor the Ugaritic mother goddess Asherah, consort of El. And El there is Nimrod, okay? Because that's who they were worshiping him as. When you look at this picture, you know, of these two tall-looking pillars, those are Asherah poles. That's one type of Asherah pole that they erected next to these altars of Baal, and they were worshiping these things, okay? Now, there's another picture here. It says it's a woodcut of idol worship of Asherah poles, and you see those looks like columns here, and they have their little gods or their little things that they're worshiping up on top. And see all the people kneel down, giving these things honor and praise? This is all about who Demeter is, and she's Asherah in our Bibles. Now look at this one. I like this last one. It's like a picture of a Hebrew, an Israelite, a Jew, whatever you want to call them, God's chosen people. He's cutting down an Asherah pole. See it standing there? Made in the likeness of her, and, and he's cutting that thing down. You want to know why he's cutting it down? Second Chronicles 34, 4. And they break down the altars of Balaam. Nimrod, you can just substitute his name right in there, okay? In his, this is Josiah's presence. This is when Josiah was reforming and cleaning things up. So they began to cut down these altars, breaking them down. And the images, which are obelisk, an obelisk is the same thing as a phallus, which is the same thing as these sheriff poles, a sheriff poles that were on high above them. He cut down and the groves, which they call a sherem, meaning plural, meaning more than one. And the carved images and the molten images, he broke in pieces and made dust of them and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. That's just like when Moses took those golden calves that those people were worshiping when he was up on the mountain getting the commandments from God Almighty and he came down, they ground that calf into bits, into fine dust and he made the people drink it. Sure did. And now here, right here, you see it where it's ground down into dust and he threw it on the graves of the people that were serving and worshiping that stuff. That had been sacrificing to them. God's not in approval of Miss Asherah, who is Demeter. That's right there telling you what he thought about her and people worshiping her. Now, you, when you look at this next picture, it's Freemasonry. If you guys just think this is some cute little artwork picture or whatever, when you see something like this, bam! It's Freemasonry, Masonry, whatever you want to call it, secret societies, the occult, satanic, okay? Um, when you look at this, see that cornucopia right there? You know, at the beginning of this message, I had that cornucopia that had all that fruit spilling out. You see that? What's that cornucopia doing there? 
that little basket, weave-looking basket that holds, usually it's got fruit. This one looks like it has flowers and stuff, and that's because it has a double meaning, okay? Whenever that little horn, that little cornucopia, when it's holding that fruit or flowers, it represents idol worship of the goddess Ceres, or Ceres, I'm sorry, and Demeter, because guess what? We're fixing to learn that Ceres and Demeter, same one, same goddess, which means demon, okay? Now, you, you know I've talked about this before, but the thing was, Nimrod's phallus, which you know that means his, you know, okay, from ancient Egypt stands right out here in front of this Vatican, okay? And remember, he was cut in pieces by his enemies, and Semiramis gathered all his pieces and then constructed phalluses, which are also called obelisk, in honor of him to be worshipped as part of male fertility symbols. And they're also considered sun rays. You've seen them. What is it? The Washington State Monument. You see these things standing in front of the Catholic Church. They're all over this world. And I'm going to tell you something else in case you forgot. Those little steeples that have now are on top of the churches, same thing. That's what it really means. It's not honoring God to have a steeple on top of the church because that actually means Nimrod's phallus, you know. Okay, when you look at this over here at the Vatican from an aerial view, you can see how occultic they have arranged everything symbolically. They're not doing stuff by accident. All that little stuff, uh, when you study the Pope and you look at his hat and all that little stuff he's got on there, when you look at his robes and his sash and all the junk that he wears, and even right down to that little pole that he carries with Jesus still hanging on the cross, all of that stuff has symbolic meaning in the occult world. They are doing this stuff on purpose. They are plotting and planning out how they, because they believe in this stuff, they believe in these symbols in all of this stuff that they've done to draw demonic power, demonic entities in to have more power influence from the occult, from Satan's realm, okay? That's what all this means. And we as the church have done this so long saying, we don't want to talk about the enemy. I don't even want to think about him. I get people telling me that all the time. I don't even want to think about him. Guess what? He's loaded up in bed with you because you done gave him free will. You done gave him free reign in your house, okay? Here's the thing. When you're not thinking about him, he's all about you because he's got you right there, right there. Now, look at this from the aerial view. This is a circle. See that circle around that pole? All right, and you can see that star. You see the star right there with the eight legs or lines, whatever, coming out, and then they got circles around the center and stuff. This Vatican, it's also in the shape of a key. Doesn't that look like a key going up into the building and around the building itself? Because they think they hold the keys. They don't have no keys. That Pope... He don't have no keys. We're going to talk about his keys in a minute. There's also, I thought this was interesting, a company called Demeter USA. It is healing the planet through agriculture. Well, all the people, there's people that say, but I'm a good person. I'm about humanity. They gobble this stuff right up. Oh, let's heal the planet through agriculture. Yes. Let's get away from Monsanto and GMOs, and this is good. I'm going to tell you something. 
all good people, if you don't bow that knee and make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, you're going to burn in hell. Being a good person ain't going to get you nowhere. It's nice to be good. But there's only two that we serve. Either we're serving Jesus Christ or we're serving Satan. And right now, you're serving one of them, even if you don't know who you're serving. If you don't know who you're serving, you're serving Satan. I'll tell you that. People get mad at me when I say that. But if you haven't chosen Jesus and truly following him, then by default, you've automatically chosen Satan. Okay? Now... And this humanity and all this other, yes, we're supposed to love humanity. Yes, we're called to be good people, but we're called to have a Lord over our lives. And that's Jesus Christ who came and died on that cross for each one of us to be redeemed from the hand of the devil and to be come back to be reconciled to God, our Father in heaven. Okay? So the Greeks... Well, who doesn't have their turkey by... Oh, so they just wait, just in case people didn't deal with the turkeys and they give them away? Yeah, that's true, because I didn't feel like cooking no turkey. Sitting there waiting all day, waiting on a turkey. Do I look like I got time in my life to do that? You coming in, right? No, I'm not going to be long. What, what else do you need, Daddy? Anything you need me to pick up? Anything else? Oh, I think we got some at home. Yeah, I saw two boxes of it. Okay. Oh goodness, this was great. You know, went through a lot this year, but I never really got to know my dad. Never spent time with him like this. And I always knew it was funny, but I didn't know that he was, you know, Richard Pryor over here. I didn't know. How, how would I ever know that? I wouldn't have known it. I found it out. He did a lot of things this year. But I'm forgiving. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. He's healthy. He's cleaning. Shop right. Parking lot. He doesn't know that I, I only eat homemade sweet potato. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato. Sweet potato. Okay, I can't even speak English. Doesn't take much to make me happy. Some turkey. Not for me, for these people. They cleaned out the black chakra. I know what they ate for Thanksgiving. Because it's not here anymore. Oh. Oh, goodness. Whew. You know, I have not had English muffins in a month of Sundays. Maybe it's time to bring a little bit of English muffins back into my life. Bring a little joy in my life. You brought the sunshine.
Don't you hate when you miss the best part of a song? We came in on the end. Oh, everybody's trying to get stuffing. Daddy, I'm gonna buy some stuffing from Daddy. Daddy will like the stuffing. I will make him some stuffing. Cubed stuffing. No high fructose corn syrup. This is six dollars. What's the difference? You got. What's the difference? Unseasoned. I don't know. I just try my best. I try my best. Oh wow, look at those turkeys sitting there unrefrigerated. Whose idea was that? I don't know. I think I'll skip it. Guys, I'm gonna make some serious pie this season. I'm gonna make, uh, oh wow, they cleaned this store out. They cleaned the store out. Wow. Why did I clean the store out? Whoa. Wow, I can't believe it. They cleaned this place Not a salad in sight. Wow. Somebody, they need to have some kind of fairy that stops parents from putting too many barrettes and accessories in a child there. When the child's posture <laughs> gets affected by the barrettes, when the spinal column gets thrown off of alignment for too many barrettes, and long hair on top of it. You gotta stop. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just. Let's see. Coconut. Season. This lady is trying the foods. She is eating, she is sampling the food. All those cans are dented. You're not supposed to use dented cans. I don't know. They tell you not to use dented cans because, you know, when it breaks off some stuff, because, you know, oh. uh, I don't know. Wholesome pantry. All right, this is good. Hi, hello. Don't you love it when people act like they know you don't know me? How do I know that you don't know me? Because I don't know you. Had I met you, I would have remembered that I don't know you. Ugh. Ugh, this dead meat. Just sitting here. Oh, disgusting. Oh, what should I get? Oh, Jiffy. One thing. How many people would not have eaten if it weren't for Jiffy? 
we ought to give thanks to Jiffy. That's one brand that never gets any attention. It's unsung. The underdog never gets any shine. I'm going to give a shout out to Jiffy. It's not like they're sponsoring me, but all the pies I've made, they kind of have. Is that an American country? I had a picture dreamed of your face. Hope it's not the end of the human race. Oh no. Oh. Where's my pie? Oh, I'm being outsung. Is that unsung? These chicks in here are out singing me. They all think they're Mary J. Wife. Sorry, you are not. You are not in. Hi. <laughs> okay, what am I gonna wear? I mean, bye. I mean. Oh, I really don't need you right now, Mary. I really don't need to hear it. Oh, I need vanilla. All of the things that do I made up. All I need now is ketchup. Now, if you're a crackhead and you need a serious amount of vanilla, I don't want no imitation. Nine dollars? What? Nine dollars? Why is it nine dollars? What the heck? Why is it nine dollars? For some vanilla? If this has the same ingredients, what are the ingredients? Vanilla bean. Oh gosh. So expensive. McCormick Extra Vanilla. Why is it so expensive? $16 for vanilla extract? Send me someone real. Yeah, Be your all in all. Where's the thing I God, please. I got to have a No, when the food starts looking like cat food. Oh no, I'm so. Oh, excuse me. Two lumps here. Yellow fan. I'm searching for a willow and I don't know where to go. I'm looking high and low. The heck is the oil? And I'm out. Independent where it goes. They don't have tuna and oil. Who are 
are these people ordering this? Who eats tuna in water? I added that. Oh no. Oh. What do I want? I, I really don't need anything. Uh, no, you have no pasta. Start the song, Aretha starts the song. <laughs> if you where are you gonna go after that? Where are you gonna go after that? If you start the song like that, what planets are you going to? Starting the song at 10. You're not taking it to the Grammys after that. Okay, what should I got? Nothing, because you're on a diet. I could, but you know, I'm not really dating anyone. I can do whatever I want, okay? If I want to eat this, I can eat it that. If I can eat it up, then I can eat it that. What else do I want? I want. I want. Wait, I, I'm supposed to get. Wait. Coconut. Oh, I need a pie crust. I don't feel like making pie crust. I really don't. They bought all the Jiffy Biscuits. Uh, some people shouldn't be allowed in Black Shop, right? Oh, God. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Here we go. Now we're going to turn it around. We're looking for some yogurt bars because I'm on a diet. Not really, but. The only thing about you gotta go on the taste buds of the people in Black Shop, right? And they're not into certain things, they're only into other certain things, and I'm not into like, wow, well, could you miss out on the ones with the cookie diet? No, we like chocolate chips. Okay, whatever. Two eighty-eight. <sighs> See, all the black people came in and bought up all the butter pecan. So technically, you can be black, but you can't shop at Chopra, black shop, right? Because they're gonna buy up everything that you want to eat. I bet you this is not butter pecan. Oh. It's all, it was hiding in the back. That's the only way I found it. Do you know where um, coconut flakes would be? 
Aisle six. You're on top of it. Let me move out these people's way. Rapunzel has nothing on the black woman in black shop, right? We need milk. As it floats on by, I won't even stop to say I'm sweet and vanilla. Think I'm gonna hit up the wholesome pantry. Pick a new scale, honey. Pick a new scale. I don't know Okay, we're gonna turn it around. Oh, this way. Let me get tissues. Ah, oh, it's perfectly placed. Aisle six. We need coconut bites and we need the little white balls. <laughs> Marshmallows. Darn it, Carla! What are you on? How could you forget that rodent stuff? Ah! Oh, damn! Oh, whoa. I really like marshmallows. Somebody must think it's Pink Friday and not Black Friday on Thursday. Did he say six? Who am I here again? Coconut? Coconut. This is the coconut stuff. I cannot find any coconut stuff. He was imagining that. There's no coconut stuff in his eye. That was all in his imagination. Oh, oh yeah, no line, no line. Here we go. Ooh, here we go. Now they're painting pumpkins white. Trying to wash the color out of everything. Better homes and gardens. Why is it better? Why is it better? Oh, that's mine. That's mine. Oh. Okay. We already have some. He's not going to cook it. You don't need it. You just don't need it. And you have milk. 
You want to taste how it tastes though? You want to taste how it tastes. Just in case you want tuna. This is $149. This is sucky. I don't want that. Oh my god. You do not need that. You do not need it. Just skip it. Skip it because you don't need it. I do not need it. Bye. Look at this. Uh. And here's your favorite protein. Uh, I can't do that yet. I'm tired already dealing with this shopping. Ah, 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 Tell the story again. You said your friend that you saw last night, we once came to you and he said, Dan, help me out. And he came to me to get a drink of the Johnny Walker Black Scotch I used to have on the thing when I was drinking. Right. He thought he was getting a drink that morning, but he got a drink that he wasn't expecting when I poured that oil on him and grabbed it. Where'd you get that oil? I prayed over it. Okay. So it's like olive oil and you pray, you anointed it or whatever. Pompeii oil. Pompeii oil, okay. Pour some on him. He went on out. The contrast is they both raised their arms. Ed and him. But he wait, tell the story what happened when you went to the church again. Light came on. They the, went out. They was already out. When I left my church, I went over there. To his church, the second session in it, the Sunday afternoon session. Lights was out. I went in, sat down next to his wife. When he said he was set the Lord, the lights came on all over the storm. Oh, wow. So he never looked back. Oh. He used to drink. He used to get high. He thought it was a sign. I don't know what he thought. All I know is. He got clean. He told the Lord he would do it. And then he did it. Wow. So now he was digging at the church. Well, can you imagine me sitting there last night seeing him get out? his truck right in front of me, the same guy. And go in the shop, right? And you in there. And I, and he's doing this. Ed. Saying, oh, wow. Lord, is he going to come back over here? Before she get out, and I looked up, and you was right at the car. 
He was over in the corner. I know where he was standing at. So do you think that Ed... I think he fell and hurt himself in the hospital. He they locked him up. One was, was, was he a veteran? So he they grew up in the same town, looked the road he chewed. So nothing traumatizing happened to him except living. I don't know what happened to him in his life. Nobody drinks like that for no reason. You don't know that. I'll take you and show you the house. If I didn't already. He seems so kind. Where he grew up at. Great big white house up and on. Wow. So he came from a good background, but something just happened. I don't know. I don't know. He told you he living with his sister. He just didn't want to tell you he ain't living with no sister. They had that house. The mother worked and had those boys, him and his brother and the girl, did everything so she couldn't do it. Mm. So they moved out. He was the only one left in that big house. I'll show it to you. When I need him, I pull up in the driveway and he peek out from the basement thing and come out. Bring him over here, let him do something. Give him a few dollars. I don't know what happened to him. What was the friend's name that got saved? Albert. Albert, Albert. Why, you want to go with me to his church? Yeah, we could. Let me write out here. Daddy, story time. How Albert got saved. and get out of stuff right in front of me. Right? My car here, his car here, where we was last night. Took his cane, and he did it. He always tried to walk kind of cool, but he's walking slower now. He's two years older than me. He walked on to go in the shop, right? And then I saw you come out. I said, oh, we can just get away. <laughs> we can just get Imagine away. Imagine when he looked up and said, I literally moved that car and I didn't see Carl. Because I told him he was coming out. I didn't see her. He said, no, I said, she'd be coming out. And I said, what did you tell him that for? He said, I'm funny. You <laughs> recording that shit. <laughs> yes. You always tell me I ain't listening. Why would you record that? Because that goes, I have two different uh, programs. And one is one that's just always going getting everything that we do, and another one is one that I upload to the radio. We don't upload that to the radio because somebody might hear Albert. They don't, they don't know. You don't know who listened. You said everybody listened to that. Oh, yeah, well, they already Mm -hmm. heard his name. I'll have to take it down. And then they're going to think, well, Dan Johnson, I never thought he would put my music on. That's what I'm going to drag you right over to his church. We'll call him Randy. Mount Moriah. Mm. Well, so you... He's a deacon. And he's also a sergeant of arms. What so is that? When everybody's in the sanctuary and somebody's delivering, he stands in the back. I asked him, was he carrying? He said, no. 
But usually, whoever stands in the back of the garden church has a weapon. Mm. And maybe you didn't want me to know it, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, somebody went in the church, stole the money. <gasps> oh, no. Well, I want to know this. How did they know where the money was? They took one of them deacons. Mm. I met some of my friends when I went down there a couple of times. I don't know. Then he told me how Robert was in the paper. You think it's an inside job? Gotta be. They got the money. If they went in there and stayed all week till they found it, why would they leave the money in there? If you believe it, that rice will never get done, did it? I knew it wasn't going to get done that quick. It's all right. It, it cooks pretty quickly. Jasmine, it's good. I never really knew that onion powder was that effective. It's nice. I like it. In a pinch? Yeah, in a pinch. It's good. What the old sale thing, uh, old sale of uh, Adams say? What? Any port in a storm. So if you need something right quick and strong, you grab the pallet ship. But if you got time to float your boat, then you, did you do what you made four days ago? Was she trying to make latkes? She made them. Russ got her beat with lockers now. Russ got her beat with everything. <laughs> That's your phone? You want me to run and get it? Mm -mm. That's her ass upstairs. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the old one. Mm. I can't believe you ate all those donuts. I didn't eat all those donuts. Mm. I left the ones I thought you might like. Oh. I don't know why. Because you told me you was baking a pie and it ain't done. It is. I finished it. You finished it, huh? Finished eating to me. Well, one came out like a quiche. And then the other one came out right. And I ate some and I left some How in big there. Huh? About this big. Not, not. Round? Yeah. And you ate one? Part of one. Why do you look so astonished? I never look astonished because nothing don't astonish me these days. Hmm. I look dismayed. Is that what you think of this? Did you, did you meet with us? Not funny. I said, Daddy, who are you going to play? And he said he's going to play dead. That's wrong. Oh, you mean in case she calls again? <laughs> I mean, I'm dead tired. You yeah. might not believe that. I believe it. While you were sleeping, I was I running remember. around trying to get shit down. Were you warm last night? I have a blanket for you. With all this stuff on? Oh, I guess you're good then. If you need it, I have a blank the blanket. You expecting cold weather tonight? 
Don't make me laugh. What kind of rule is that to give somebody? Yeah. You have a son named Kevin too. Right. Oh, you know the story already? I told you. Well, yeah, you told me she had a son named Kevin. And she had something. Anyway, you told me certain salacious details. But Malaysia. nothing about working for the city of New York and what she... She opened up the door. It, wait! She disappeared what? Like barrel gas in the wind. Where do you come up with this stuff? Oh, my God, Daddy. I knew you weren't going to eat that damn meat. I knew it. I'm eating it. I can't eat fat. You got and you just I talked don't. about bowel gas in the wind. It takes me a minute to recuperate mm. after that. I knew you weren't going to eat that meat. I'm eating that. it. I'm eating it. I'm just not eating the fat part. You see yeah, how... am I. You got teeth and I don't. There's a fat over there. What's that got to do with it? I'm going to be you. Yeah, you have this piece. I don't want that piece. You made me cook it. It's delicious. I just can't eat the fat part. Well, why are you giving it to me? Girl, I got my fat over here. <laughs> we could combine forces. Household of women. Fuck, I make that mistake. Daddy. I said, if I ever rent that place again, which I wasn't even thinking about until those jerks came, Better. I was going to rent it to an older person. That would have taken maybe time. close to me. How you know that? Talk what you know. So what would you give them, six months or a year? Who? What will I give them? Yeah, now they only got a year, right? I'll put that printer together so you can print. What's that sound? Come on, let's go. Marching band. No. No, no, no. It's a marching band. Ain't no marching band next door. Well, it's not a tight machine. We wouldn't hear that from here. I wouldn't well, hear Why do you ask me what it was? I'm telling you. Sounds like Ailey or something. Dancing in the streets. You the musician, tell me what it is. You the drummer. Was. Was the drummer. Congo. Oh, bongo. Sorry. Notice you got a bunch of drums. Percussionist. You ain't never beat me in tune. (laughs) I'm here doing comedy, making movies, doing all of this stuff. If I do one thing, somebody say, do something else. Well, do for them. Don't worry about me then. No, I want to show you. I want to show you some of the scripts yeah. that I've written and some of the stuff. 
when you're not tired and you can absorb it. There's times when I'm not tired. You just let me know when you're You know when those times are. How was that little lemon pie? They didn't have too long. Oh, no. Trying to eat the fill and throw it away. Oh, no. So this lady's not going to try to come back on Monday, right? What lady? Riri. Huh? Riri. Her name ain't no Riri. Oh, you called her Riri one Mm-mm. time. Oh, she wanted you to call her Riri. <laughs> Do it again. Say it again. <laughs> I said, oh, I've got no work for you today. Give me your paperwork. And I signed it. You told me she said she couldn't work here no more. That's what you told me. <laughs> you said she said she, could, oh God. she denied it. Oh, God. I said, okay, never mind. Give me your paperwork. I don't <laughs> have no work for you today. Send her right back out. She didn't have the door. I said, I'll see your money. But you said she said. No, she said, I guess I'm not, I'm going to. Not gonna work here or something. Something well, to that effect. She said as she was well, leaving. That's close enough, ain't it? You said I'm gonna call her. Gone. I'm gonna call her gone. Jason told you. I guess I ain't gonna never do right. Oh, he has said that many a time. Mm-hmm. Why did you quit his ass? Then? I quit him many times a day. Yeah, but you need to start a new life, and you ain't doing it. Exactly. What you waiting on? I'm not waiting on him anymore. You waiting on something? Yes, I am waiting on something. What is it? But it's not that. From my money. Money ain't holding you up. You don't need money to... I've changed my career and I'm good at what I do. Now it's a question of... You changed your career? Yes. Oh, surprise me. Yes. Yeah, what is it now? I write, I direct, I do comedy. You've been fooling me all the years. No, I was, I was always, I was, it's the same thing. Yes, it is. Mm -mm. I'm writing the play. Mm -mm. I'm writing the play. You said. I'm writing the play, daddy. You you said, I want to sing. They don't deserve it. I don't deserve it either. No. I ain't heard this damn song. It's oh. been there two years. Oh, Lord. Daddy, it hasn't been two years. It ain't been long enough for you to croon a doom. <laughs> I was singing the other day and you said, Stop that noise! Uh-uh. If I could put up with that other girl shit you used to do. Uh, but you made this sound. Well, that's scatting. You it mean. It wasn't scatting. I know scatting. That wasn't no scatting. Trilling? Yeah. I said, what the hell are you doing? You told me that shit. <laughs> yeah. And now I don't even get that. Whoa, no. No, I'll wash the dishes. I'll do it. And keep your eye off my meat, please. Yeah, because I won't be making it No, Daddy. I can't chew on fat. That ain't fat. This is fat right here. It's pure fat. Look at that fat right there. I gotta separate the meat from the bone like this. Like a. You ain't gonna separate no more of my meat from Like me. a surgeon. Mm hmm.
I'll eat be, it. I'm gonna be the surgeon around there. Oh no! I'm, I'm gonna cut out a whole lot of shit. No, Daddy. Do that when you go off on a rhyme when I'm not taping you. How do I know when you do your freestyle again? Start it off. What? Say it again. We wasn't invited, but we came anyhow. <laughs> we so happy, we can shout. Ain't nobody in there can keep us out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so great. It's the crazy shit. You're a poet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's you, you got it. You remembered it. You applied it at the right time. We the willing, led by the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> led by the unknown. <laughs> yeah, we the willing. <laughs> led by the unknown, I like that. Having done so much for so many for so long with so little. Okay. I don't feel qualified to do anything with nothing. Wow. No, it was great. It's it's uh it doesn't always have to rhyme. Well, it's on my radio show. I have our whole Thanksgiving morning. I hate to tell you. It's going on the radio show. Yeah, I got it all. 